You cannot do a 12-pound brisket as your first brisket. It's impossible. It's insane. You're out of your head. But I did I did get the smoker. I did get the, the, the pellet grill. And I, I, I have already done my first brisket. And uh, producer Ari is like, oh, you screwed it up, didn't you? I'm like, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. I know what I'm doing. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. But, I mean, I started I started simple. I didn't start with a 13-pounder. I started with a three-and-a-half-pounder. Well, I watch a lot of Food Network, Tony, so I thought I could handle it. Well, that's, 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 not, that's not how it works. I learned that the hard way. Right? I don't care how many days you spend at a Holiday Inn. It's not going to necessarily make you a brain surgeon. But it, it, my, my brisket, the smoke ring was there. The flavor is absolutely there. Uh, I... I, I, I did wrap. I ordered the butcher paper. I did, I did wrap it. I did not use foil. I did not do the Texas crutch. People know what that is, right? So there, there comes a moment with, with your brisket, and producer Ari will tell you if you're smoking a brisket, that the, that the temperature of the brisket stops. The stall. It's called the stall. And, and so what happens is, is that the, the, the meat starts pushing out the juices. And it's it's kind of like tightening together. And so the temperature doesn't move. Well, A, you want those juices in there to the best of your ability. So that's the moment where people take it off uh, the, the smoker and they, they wrap it in butcher paper. And you wrap it in butcher paper. And I think you should I think you should wrap it tighter than others. I, I guess. Uh, I'm not I'm not percent sure. Uh, and then and then you put it back on to help keep some of the juices in there. And when you're doing the whole low and slow methodology, you have to push past that. If you're talking about where you want internal temps, people like about 205. Like that's where they want the internal temperature of that of that brisket to be. And, and so, okay, you, you do that. I find that a I, I do that, but I am I am less interested in the probe. I am less interested in the thermometer. I'm I'm a toucher. I grew up in the restaurant world. I I determine whether my steak is done. By, by by pressing into it. And people tell you that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Well, you're probably right. And you should trust the thermometer more than you should trust my finger poking into your steak. But I'm pretty good at it. I will admit I'm pretty good at it. But when when you when you have this moment with a brisket and you're smoking a brisket and and you can use, you know, butcher paper, some people use foil. That's referred to as a Texas crutch. And the idea is that the foil is going to keep in more heat. So you're 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 pushing along the cooking process. And honestly, there are no rules. It is really important. Now I'm doing all this because I'm doing a, a brisket for Thanksgiving. I am smoking a turkey, uh, a smaller one, it's just turkey breast and I'm and I'm doing a brisket. It's uh, I like brisket more than turkey. I don't I don't I don't understand the allure of turkey. I've never been there. Some eggplant parm on the menu? Oh, eggplant parm is completely on the menu. Eggplant parm, my Italian wife. I don't know why. I don't know why her family ever did it, but it's like it's it's the greatest addition in the world. It's the greatest addition in the world. The table's completely unkosher at that moment. But what are you gonna do? What are you, what are you gonna do? Even God is like, wow, that's a really good idea. It's it's just perfect. So doing doing the brisket, but on, for for Thanksgiving, I, I'm I, I'm gonna be in the five to seven pound range. So I mean, it's I think it's gonna be a ten hour smoke at least. At least, uh, but it, it's 
It's an experience, and the the real truth is, just just like with with so many things, no one has it right. What is right is what it, what is it that you're doing? What is it for you? And that's the truth. I, I talk about this with Bourbon all the time. I actually we have I think the final design for our new Bourbon book. So you guys know I do a show called Eat, Drink, Smoke about cigars and bourbon. We're on 70 stations uh, across the country. And uh, we, we wrote a bourbon reader, the bourbon reader you've always needed. And so we've got the, I, I created the cover, Eat, Drink, Smoke Presents. And so we're, we're kind of finishing that up. And I'm hoping to have this out and, and people can order their copies and get them uh, for, for the holidays. It won't be out for Hanukkah, but we'll be out for Christmas. So you, you can get your copies. And one of the things that we kind of get into um, is, is the idea, especially in bourbon, is that, you know, there are no rules. You really want to mix your bourbon? I'm not going to tell you not to. It's, it's okay. I mean, if you want to, it's like ice and water in your bourbon. People are like, oh, no, you got to have it neat. The hell you do. Water adds a lot to bourbon, really opens it up. You get an incredible, incredible amount of flavor when you add water to it. So when you're at the at the table this Thanksgiving, make sure that you're you're trying it in different ways. Start it neat, then add a little bit of water, just a little bit, like from the melted ice. Boom, just pour that in. Bink, just a little bit. Open it up, like like when you swirl wine and you want to aerate it, right? And open up the the, the you know. Get into the to the to the meat of it and the tannins and everything, else, right? So you you do that with with the bourbon, and then you can add just a nice chip and then or just a small rock, or you can put it on a on a sphere or a large cube, whatever. Absolutely, I don't actually like a, a large cube. It's not it's not how I work. I have a, a little bit of water, maybe maybe a chip. That's it. That's it. It's just where I like to be. But there are no rules. There are no rules, just so, so we're clear. And I, I feel that way about brisket. And I know the brisket purists are going to come after me, and I'm like, yeah, I can handle myself on this. There are no rules at all. And in any way, I don't know, do you like to use a rub? Like, do you put a rub on your brisket there, producer Ari? Uh, a little one, yeah, just salt and pepper and a little brown sugar. Okay, I don't do any brown sugar at all. Uh, if, if you're doing, if you're going through Texas, it's just salt and pepper. That's it. That's correct. Nothing else. Uh, I admit that I do use garlic because I like it. So is, is that wrong? Of course it's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Now I know a lot of people go with with that whole sugar feel, right? They want that sweetness all the way around. I just, I just figured. I think that takes away from the meat. That's my, that's my take. That's why I don't go the brown sugar. So salt, pepper, and, and garlic in equal, in mostly equal measure. I would argue there's more pepper and garlic than there is salt. That doesn't mean it has to be. I'm just looking at the last time I did it, like the, just the one yesterday. Yeah, equal measure. Equal measure. And uh, what kind of salt, producer? Sorry. Kosher. Kosher salt. That is correct. That is correct. Can you use sea salt? Of course you can use sea salt. You're also going to hell. Well, is that too soon? Is that too much? Anyway, that's that. That's my brisket 101. Got the smoker, did the brisket, boom, perfect. Perfect. Me, my wife, the kids, standing around the, 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 the kitchen eating brisket last night. America's great. America's absolutely fantastic. 